Welcome to Rapidly Rotating Records, an hour of toe-tapping music from rapidly rotating 78 RPM records of the 1920s and 30s, with yours truly, Glenn Robison, on Island Radio, KISL Avalon, at 88.7 on your FM dial, and at KISLAvalon.com on your internet dial. We've got dance bands, hot bands, sweet bands, show tunes, novelty tunes, blues, jazz, and more on everything from Aeolian to Xenophone and by everyone from Aronson to Zerky. On this evening's show, we're going to have a cover-up. We'll celebrate the birthday of Ernie Palmquist, do some needlepoint, and make amends to Jerry Cooper. But first, every once in a while on the show, for no particular reason, we have a segment titled For No, no Particular no reason. 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 So, for no particular reason, this segment is all about reasons. Now that's reasonable, isn't it? Here are Tram, Bix, and Eddie.
Isaac L. Robinson, better known as Banjo Ikey Robinson and his bullfiddle band, with his signature song, My Four Reasons, recorded February 9, 1929 in Chicago. That's Brunswick 7059 with vocal effects by Frankie Halfpint Jackson, who is uncredited on the label. The bass player going 90 miles an hour for most of that record is Bill Johnson, who was born in 1872 and was 57 years old at the time of the recording. He played banjo with King Oliver and is the one heard shouting, Play That Thing! on Oliver's April 6, 1923 recording of Dipper Mouth Blues. The pianist on this recording is William Barbie, but Robinson recorded My Four Reasons again in 1933 with pianist Herman Chittison. I don't know how it happened, but Ike Robinson hasn't been in the birthday database. Until now, that is. So you can look for a segment devoted to him in July. Before Banjo Ike Robinson, it was the Heidi Ho man himself, Cab Calloway, with his first recording, Got a Darn Good Reason Now, made July 24, 1930. Early releases of Brunswick Catalog number 4936 were issued as by the Jungle Band, but later changed to Cab Calloway and his orchestra. Got a Darn Good Reason Now was composed by Doris Tauber, with the lyric by Leonard Wilson and Milton Berle. Yes, Uncle Milty from television and J. Russell Finch from It's a Mad, 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 Mad World, whose picture is even on the sheet music published by Mills Music. Milton Berle also gets lyricist credit for shaving a haircut, Shampoo, and Would It Make Any Difference to You? For no particular reason at all, we started the show with For No Reason At All in C. That was Tram, Bix, and Eddie in their three-piece band, Frank Trumbauer and Bix Beiderbeck, who wrote the tune, and Eddie Lang, who played acoustic guitar on that May 13, 1927 OK78. OK I'm Glenn Robison, and you're listening to Rapidly Rotating Records, bringing you vintage music to which you can't not tap your toes from rapidly rotating 78 RPM records of the 1920s and 30s. Do you remember the television game show franchise Pyramid? It started with the $10,000 Pyramid on March 26, 1973, hosted by Dick Clark. It's still on the air, but over the years the top prize has increased to its current $100,000. I'm not going to try to explain the game here, but if you and I were contestants and I gave you clues such as wagon, the waterfront, a bridge, a church, songs, or walls, if you answered things that are covered... The game board would light up and the bells would go off because that's the right answer. On last week's show, we heard My Little Covered Wagon Pal, but here are some rapidly rotating records about some other things that are covered. Thank you. 
look, there's a light, a light in the steeple of the church on the hill. It has guided us, honey, and I only pray that it always will. And it recalls happy memories of the days that we used to know. When you were my sweetheart, and I was your beau, no, oh, I'll never forget. That's the place that we first met, in that vine-covered church way back home. And we learned life's golden rules. At that old Sunday school, remember, honey, in that vine-covered church way back home. In the evening, we knelt neath the windows all aglow, while the angelus was ringing in the valley way below. And we promised one day that we'd love, honor, and obey us in that vine-covered church way back home. Will the one 
Shaw from a June 3rd, 1933 Banner 78 with the jazz standard I Cover the Waterfront. You heard some fluid piano and even some Shep Fields-type bubbles at the beginning, but not Annette's Sometime That's All at the end. I Cover the Waterfront was composed by Johnny Green with the lyric by Ed Heyman and was inspired by Max Miller's best-selling 1932 novel of the same name, which also inspired the 1933 United Artists picture of the same name, starring Ben Lyon and Claudette Colbert. Before Annette, it was our old friend Ted Lewis waxing nostalgic over the old vine-covered church way back home on June 22, 1933. That was written by Jack Miller and Frank Weldon. The only other song I found by Jack Miller is From Sunrise to Sunset, but Frank Weldon wrote enough for his own segment. He was born January 22, 1900, but I may not wait for 2019 to roll around. We begin with Reuben Greenberg under the pseudonym of the Fleetwood Orchestra and Cover Me Up With Sunshine. Ray Henderson wrote the music and Mort Dixon the words, and that Vocalion 78 was made September 18, 1926. A few days ago, March 7th, marked the birth in 1907 in Titusville, Crawford County, Pennsylvania, of Ernest Gustavus Palmquist. Unlike many from that era, Ernie was a second-generation American. His father, Frederick, a retail store salesperson, and mother, Floda, F-L-O-D-A, were both born in Pennsylvania. He graduated from Titusville High School in 1927 and soon after became a band leader. By 1929, he was playing at ballrooms in a territory covering several states, including the Arcadia in Buffalo, New York. By 1930, Palmquist had become known as the Clown Prince of Entertainers, was resident at the Greystone Ballroom at the Music Hall in Cincinnati, and was heard on WLW Radio. By 1936, Palmquist had moved his headquarters to Wisconsin and was appearing at the Eagle Ballroom in Sheboygan. Give me a ticket to Sheboygan. If you look up the song The Music Goes Round and Round, it will show you Eddie Farley and Mike Riley as composers, and Harold Hodgson as lyricist, but it was Hodgson, better known as Red, who wrote the song in 1931 while playing with Ernie Palmquist's orchestra in Pittsburgh. He played the novelty song for years using a mellophone and an orange as a prop, and finally in 1935, while Hodgson was playing with Earl Burtnett's orchestra in Chicago, the song became a hit. But unfortunately for him, Hodgson hadn't gotten a copyright. Riley and Farley heard the song, liked it, and began using it in one of their acts. They also copyrighted it. Hodgson settled with Riley and Farley, agreeing to one-third of the royalties, 
But Ernie Palmquist then sued all of them, claiming that he was co-author of the song with Hodgson. The suit was scheduled to be heard in federal court, but in an out-of-court settlement, Hodgson got $3,800 after lawyers' fees, Riley and Farley each got $900, and Palmquist got $1,200. The publishing company and ASCAP got rights to the song. In 1939, Palmquist renamed his outfit the Round and Round Orchestra. In September of 1939, Ernie opened the Cuckoo Club in Fort Worth, Texas, with an opening night list of about 400 reservations. Not only did he lead the band, but he also operated the nightclub. In 1943, Ernie joined the U.S. Coast Guard, but was given a medical discharge after about a year. In 1945, Ernie and his wife Virginia, who had been a dancer in the Ziegfeld Follies, moved to a farm near Centerville, Pennsylvania, where they raised chickens and angora rabbits. In the 1970s, they relocated to Florida, and Ernie Palmquist died in Greenbrier, Tennessee, on November 10, 2000. Despite his musical career, he's probably far more well-known for something completely unrelated to music. As a youngster in the Boy Scouts, Ernie had learned to whittle, and as an adult, used this skill as a way to relax. It resulted in the creation of Ernie's Miniature Circus, a collection of over 2,200 wooden pieces, hand-carved over a period of 12 years, including 500 animals, 300 performers, and 70 musicians. In the 1940s, it toured the country in a big top over 13 feet long and 6 feet wide, and later it appeared on hundreds of television shows, including Ed Sullivan, Mike Douglas, Johnny Carson, The Today Show, and Captain Kangaroo, not to mention appearances in two films. As a child, Ernie attended Buffalo Bill's Wild West show, which inspired him to create Buffalo Bill's Wild West in miniature. By 1977, it consisted of over 20,000 pieces, many of them animated and controlled electrically, such as bull riders, cowboys doing rope tricks, and Annie Oakley shooting targets. If you'd like to see Ernie's Buffalo Bill's Wild West in miniature, the largest single folk art display in the country, it's on display at the Fort Cody Trading Post in North Platte, Nebraska, and is operated daily every half hour. If you can't make it to Nebraska, and I've never been there myself, unfortunately, you can see the display online at fortcody.com. The folks who run Fort Cody Trading Post are very nice, and even help try to put us in touch with Ernie Palmquist's family, but unfortunately we haven't heard back from them. Of course, if we do, we'll give you an update. That's fortcody.com. And now, here's Ernie Palmquist.
met you That's all I'm thinking of And now you call it madness And I call it love You made a promise to be faithful By all the stars above And now you call it madness I still call it love My heart is beating It keeps repeating For you constantly You're all I'm needing And so I'm pleading Please come back to me You made a plaything out of romance What do you know of love? That's why you call it madness But I call it love
when you're dead, you rattle you. Oh, I'll be glad when you're dead, you rattle you. Now I brought you into my home, you wouldn't leave my wife alone. Oh, you ain't no good at all, you rattle you. When you're dead, you rattle you. Oh, I'll be glad when you leave this earthy dog. When you're buried six feet deep, no more fried chicken will you eat. Oh, you'll rattle you. played that record back in January of 2013 and credited the vocal to Harry Yeager, but Johnson and Shirley and the New American Dance Bands on record in film say it's Ernie Palmquist. Regardless of who it is, he's certainly no Cab Calloway, but what do you say we give him an A for effort? Another take of You Rascal You was issued on the Superior label as by Harlan Hasty and his orchestra. The vocalist on the first two records in that set, You Call It Madness and A Faded Summer Love, was Maurice Cross, according to Johnson and Shirley. All three of those records were recorded on November 16, 1931. A Faded Summer Love was written by Phil Baxter and first recorded by Ben Burney, and You Call It Madness was written by Paul Gregory, Gladys Dubois, Con Conrad, and Russ Colombo. I'm Glenn Robison, and the show is Rapidly Rotating Records. We're here each and every Sunday evening at 6 on Island Radio, FM 88.7 KISL Avalon, and KISLAvalon.com. This and all our previous shows are also available 24-7, on demand anytime at all online at RapidlyRotatingRecords.com. And we're on iTunes as a podcast and part of the Global Community Radio Network. Last week we had a segment on needle drops, regular 78 RPM commercial recordings dropped into the soundtracks of cartoons. For this segment we're going to have a different kind of needle. 
Not a needle drop, but needle type. Edison needle type records, that is. Starting with your soup, first sound your A like this. Napkins are to catch the food that bounces off your knife, and be sure and tuck the napkin in so it will stay. And always put both elbows on the table. Well, many other pointers I I could mention. Uh, always gesture with your fork, and Friday means it's fish or pork. I thank you for your very kind uh, attention. Now, the second one is uh, regarding tea. When your tea is hot, just use your saucer. Never ask for anything that you can safely reach. Read rule 82, you'll understand. Just wipe your plate with bread when you have finished. And many other pointers I, oh, I might mention, but, uh, oh, grab your glass so it won't drop and always finish when you stop. I, I thank you for your very kind attention. Now, always mix your beans with your potatoes. This just does one thing, and that's make eating with your knife a cinch. When somebody asks for bread, just grab all that you can get in your hand and then deal them out like you were dealing flinch. Always take two toothpicks. You might uh, break one. Many other pointers I, I might mention. And put your gum beneath your plate and eat so fast you won't be late. Thank you for your, your very kind attention. Now, wear your earmuffs eating watermelon. Tiddlywinks are always proper with the seeds. And be sure and always cut a pickle so the halves fly off your plate and use your spoon when eating dandelion weeds. Then when you're eating grapefruit, be sure and wear your goggles. Oh dear, many other pointers I could mention, but, uh, but oh, finger bowls are set close by and event your glass runs dry. I do thank you for your, your very kind attention. And just one more, and that is never to cut spaghetti up in pieces, just to eat it like a chicken eating worms. And when you're eating cake, be sure and eat the frosting first. Watch out, though, for bacteria and germs. Uh-oh. Always laugh when nothing funny happens. Many other pointers I, I could mention, but I have a time. Never let your ice cream melt and loosen two holes in your belt. I, I do thank you for your very kind attention. Thank you. 
1928, when Carson Robison and Vernon Dahlhart parted ways after working together for four years, Robison put together a group known as Carson Robison's Madcaps, and that was their pioneering piece of Western swing, Nonsense. 
recorded September 24, 1929. And of course, this nonsense, written by Carson Robison, is not to be confused with the 1912 nonsense, written by Gene Havez and George Botsford, recorded by Billy Murray. Before the Madcaps, it was Frank Weingar's Pennsylvania Boys, May 4, 1928, with Paul Dresser's My Gal Sal. There were lots of Edison Needle-type records I could have played for this set, but I chose that one specifically for longtime listener Mike in Pasadena. I hope you're doing well, Mike, and we all miss your gal Sal. We started off with one of my Desert Isle discs, Bob Pierce with Etiquette Blues, written by Gail Grubb. In addition to his name, Bob Pierce was credited on the label of that record as Old Man Sunshine. For several years, Bob Pierce had a radio program on network radio called Old Man Sunshine, on which he read children's stories. I ventured a guess from the sound of his voice on that record, and the fact that he read to children, that Bob Pierce was a very nice man. The pianist was Harry Merker, M-E-R-K-U-R, who was an accompanist in 1927 and 28, but in 1929 Harry was leading his own orchestra, heard on the WJZ chain, which included General Electric's WGY in Schenectady and Westinghouse station WBZ near Boston. Merker's orchestra could also be heard on WRC in Washington, D.C., thanks to a repeater in Conshohocken, Pennsylvania, a fact I added specifically so that I could say the word Conshohocken. Have a particular song or artist you'd like to hear on rapidly rotating records? Well, you can send your requests and your comments about the show by email to glenn at rapidlyrotatingrecords.com or send cards or letters to Post Office Box 145 Claremont, California, 91711. That's Glenn, G-L-E-N-N, at rapidlyrotatingrecords.com or Post Office Box 145, Claremont, California, 91711. Last week, I failed to credit Jerry Cooper as vocalist on Wonder Bar with Emil Coleman's orchestra. I'm very sorry, Jerry, and to help make up for that error, I'm going to play at least one more of your records. Jerry Cooper was vocalist with Emil Coleman in 1933, but in 1936 and 37, he made over two dozen sides with Eddie Duchin and also recorded with Ben Selvin, Leo Reisman, and the Dorsey Brothers. Here's Jerry Cooper. Thank you. 
say I love you Though the best he could do Was to whistle it But the tune would start From his joyous heart When the world passed him by Could he sit down and cry No, he whistled it So you'll learn what to do When things happen to you Good or bad, just go on whistling too. like you you find such pleasure in doing what you do a change in music and suddenly you start that little syncopated beat in your heart you'll look inspired that's one of your great charms but when you're tired start dancing to my arms after a while dear these two happy feet will beat down the aisle dear my dancing lady to you 
Vocalist Jerry Cooper with three different orchestras. First, Eddie Duchin and his orchestra with The Whistling Boy, recorded by Victor on January 20, 1937. The Whistling Boy was written by Dorothy Fields and Jerome Kern and is in the Grace Moore Cary Grant picture When You're in Love. We finished up with Ben Selvin and his orchestra, credited on the label of that October 27, 1933 Columbia 78, as Fran Fry and his orchestra with My Dancing Lady. That, too, is in a movie, the Joan Crawford-Clark Gable picture Dancing Lady, where it's performed by Art Jarrett and danced by Joan Crawford. I'm Glenn Robison, and you've been listening to Rapidly Rotating Records. I hope you'll click in or tune in again next week, and in the meantime, heed Jerry Cooper's advice, and when things happen to you, good or bad, just go on whistling tunes. And, of course, as always, I... Thank you for your very kind attention.